All right, guys. Uh, this is this is the Wildfire Podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Schmitz, and I'm here with one of my good friends, Hayden Wiggins. And this is really gonna be our introductory um, um, cast. So um, we're just gonna give you a basic rundown of what our mission is. Uh, and for us, we're two youth, you know, uh, here in Grenada, Mississippi, and we're just, you know, eager to to spread the word in a good way and uh, basically address some some issues of the youth of our age, you know, walking in Christ. And we're also going to, you know, provide scripture and, and discuss that, dissect it, if you will. Um, our mission is to get the word out in a, in a loving way to, to young Christians around the same age as what, us who believe. Um, and so without further ado, we're going to pray and uh, get into it. Lord, I I just pray over this podcast that uh, it would reach some people and, and touch their hearts and minds, Lord. Um, I pray that that the things that we speak about would, would be your words, Lord, not our own. Um, I pray that, that we would reach people and and help them learn to speak the truth and love as well, Lord. Um, our youth today in America is a growing, you know, youth, but it's also... Uh, in some places become stagnant, Lord. Help us not to become stagnant. Amen. And in your name I pray, amen. Amen. So, let's get into it. Um, Hayden, we just read a little bit of scripture before we started this thing, and we we came up with one verse that we, we really think is going to tie into the rest of what we talk about, you know, this evening. Um, so, what I found is Romans 8, 7. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. So basically tonight we're going to speak about, you know, speaking the truth in love. And uh, one of the issues I think that a lot of Christians, you know, especially especially as younger Christians is either, you know, we're too hyped up on truth or mm-hmm. too hyped up on love. And mm, so good. so when you're, you know, when you're speaking it out of truth, you know, it might be, you know, you're raining hellfire down on people. You're mm-hmm. saying you can't do this, can't do that. And then uh on the other hand, you know, when you're speaking out of uh so much love, you kind of allow things to become permissible, you know. Right. And you're not really keeping people accountable. And so what we're going to talk about tonight is just finding that basic balance. Do you have anything to add? Um, first off, this is a podcast that we talked about. It was our last podcast that we um, discussed about intimacy with Christ and whatnot due to posting error. Yeah, it was not, that one didn't exactly get out. <laughs> that one was not published. But um, so I'm going to say it here, intimacy with Christ. If you don't have that intimate relationship with Christ, you're not going to know how to love other people the way he does. Um, you're not going to know how to um, get the word across the way that he did whenever he was on earth. And so you really have to go through the word of God and read it and understand it to see how Christ responded to certain situations, how he preached the truth. Um, and so you have got to grow knowledge on the word of God and Christ himself and the character of Christ in order to to show. You cannot show the character of Christ without knowing the character of Christ. And so show his character. Um, and if you want to show that character, it's going to happen as you learn about his character. Um, Does that make sense? Right. A good way to do that is getting into scripture, you know, um, studying the word. You know, we have two two basic, you know, topics to speak about, and they're truth and love. And um, 
you know, I think that Jesus Christ himself had the had the best ratio of truth and love. Um, mm-hmm. He loved everybody, you know, with with unfailing love, you know, with the right. strongest type of love, a love that that us as you know humans could not fathom. But uh, he also gave them the truth, and he didn't mm. sugarcoat it, you know. And um, I think in 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 churches today, you get one or the other, and there's some churches that that do it better than others, you know. I think uh, every church has, you know, a certain ratio, if you will, of, of truth to love. But um, in in our youth groups, in our small communities, in our small groups, you know, we we really need to be delving into what it means to to share that truth mm-hmm. with love and, and have it be effective. Right. You know, um, I know a lot of people would hear about their sin in a non-loving way and just be completely turned off to to the you know aspect of coming to church or hearing about it just because the way it was presented i think i think truth is good but if it's not in a loving way then then you're not really going to get anywhere with people and so uh one of the things that that we can do you know as youth ourselves is get into the bible mm-hmm. look at how jesus you know handled some situations one of the greatest situations i think of is is Peter, you know, um, how he he said that he would not deny the Lord Jesus, you know, three times before the rooster crowed, and everybody knows the story. He did, um, and I, you know, I didn't know this, you know, early in my my days as a believer. But um, after Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus came back and and restored Peter three times also, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that he looked at Peter and said, "Oh man, like you you failed." Right. He didn't dog him, you know. He didn't chastise him for it because Jesus knew that Peter was going to fail. Hmm. But when Peter came back to the Lord, when Peter ran back, you know, Jesus restored him three times for the three times that he denied Peter. I mean, he denied Jesus, my bad. And, um, you know, that that relates so much to what we do, because if we're truly following Christ, then we're going to get into that mindset of, you know, I'm not going to fall. You know, mm-hmm. and we're going to try to do everything we possibly can not to. But the world is going to hit us just like it did Peter. You know, people were right. literally asking of him, you know, do you know Jesus? You know, or were you close to him? And his life was in danger. And sometimes we get into those those places where we feel like, you know, there's so there, there's either so much risk or there's none at all to where we end up sinning, you know, mm. and it's not that you know, our, our brother or sister in Christ is chastising us or or trying to dog us for our sin, but rather right. trying to call us to repentance like Peter. And so um, I think that's a great place to, to, to start our conversation on how we can, you know, mm-hmm. be that to other people. Yes. So. Um, one thing is looking looking at the cross in all situations. Um, our main goal is to share the love of Christ, to show people that Christ is love, um, and that he wants to have that genuine relationship with that person. So whenever we get to a place when we're looking at someone in the eyes of flesh, if we would just sit there in that moment and, and truly think about what Christ went through for that person, mm. you may be the only person that can ever show that person Christ. And if you let your bitterness or you let your anger or you let what the enemy is trying to cause, uh, division, if you let any of that get in the way of your purpose, which is to share the gospel with that person, um, then at that point you're 
you're not looking at the at the cross you're looking at your own flesh you're looking at um you're leaning on your own understanding at that point right and so each situation that you're in if a person has done you wrong if a person has um said things about you rumors whatever it may possibly be realize that Christ went through so much for that person just to have that relationship and to offer them the the free gift of salvation so be the Christian that you wish you would have met before you came to know Christ. Mm. You know? If, Amen. If, if if I'm trying to share Christ with someone and I'm not doing it in a loving way, I'm not doing I'm doing it more in a in a way of condemnation. Um I'm shaming them. Um I'm pointing them to their I'm, I'm pointing them or pointing out their sin versus pointing them to a savior. Um I'm not doing it the right way. And so we really have to make sure uh, and and Josh was just talking about it the the line between truth and love and and how Jesus balanced both of those things um, out perfectly, uh, he set the standard for us to be able to look at and be able to live that standard. And, and if, Josh just got done talking about it. We're not going to live to that standard simply because we're not perfect, but that does not mean you should not shoot for that standard. Right. We are not perfect people. We are right. sinful. Um, but the good thing is, is um, Christ, His grace, has been made sufficient unto us. And so that's one thing. You have got to accept God's grace. Both the person that you're um, trying to show Christ to needs God's grace just as much as you need grace from God. Amen. Um, I, think there's a, I think there's a very good point in what you just said, you know. Uh, view them through Christ's eyes. That, that lens, if you will. Um, most of the time, you know, like I can, I can relate this back to my, my early days of really trying to take a leadership role in, in the youth, in the church. And, you know, some things wouldn't make sense to me what people were doing just because I had that, that outlook of it, w- it was not righteous, you know. Mm. Um, it, was sort of, it was sort of condemning, you know. When I would, when I would uh, talk to people, you know, I'd, I'd point out their sin, and then I would just yep. continue from there. But now that I'm growing in Christ and, and realizing a lot of the things that I used to do were, were wrong, I think it's better now to, to know the truth and you know I don't think Jesus would have would have let it slip either if somebody's sinning you you need to to tell them especially Absolutely. somebody who is saved you mm-hmm. know you need to because they know they know better if mm-hmm. they are saved you know and you have the Holy Spirit right living if on they have the Holy right. Spirit living inside of them then then they will feel that conviction but you also have to portray it in a way that that person will will resonate with and want to build and grow with instead mm-hmm. of you know curl up in a ball and think you're not good enough because that's you know that's that's not reaching somebody for Christ um you know you've got this good example it it also depends on how how the person is acting you know um the only time you see in scripture where where Jesus got physical like got mad is when people were 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 abusing you know the temple they were they were doing in the temple what was made for like a shop somewhere you know they were selling things in the temple it, they they weren't using it for its purpose and i think um that can relate to us in in telling people you know or or just being there for them while they're in that sin same goes mm-hmm. for us because we fall into sin all the time i think it's more of you know we're not using our salvation for what it's intended for, you know. Um, sometimes we get into that pit of sin, and you know, repentance is far from our minds. You know, um, it's easy to get trapped in a a pattern of sin, repetitive sin, 
and stay far from God, stay far from church, you know? And instead of going to a person out of anger, you know, you need to call them back to Christ. And you, and you have to include that truth in there. Right, and there's so much, there's so much encouragement with that, knowing that there's something so much better, because especially if they've already been in a place where they've been in the presence of God, because they can relate right. back, they can Man, look back to that. They can look that. back to where they Absolutely. were. Absolutely. I remember um, when I was saved, you know, when it finally, you know, resonated, I looked mm. back at that, and I was on fire, you know. Mm. I mean, I wanted to go and, and, and preach to everybody, even though I had no experience with <laughs> preaching. And it was probably horrible. It was probably worse than a lot of stuff that I've done recently. <laughs> but, you know, just looking back at that, that passion, that fire, you know, when I finally realized who Jesus was and I finally accepted him into my heart and I finally, you know, knew the truth, I wanted to share that truth and give it to everybody. And I think it's it's so common to get caught up in sin and and think, oh well, you know that truth for me right now isn't isn't good, you know, or it might be good, but it's not what I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. And I think you know if we can if we can talk to somebody to love and be like, hey, you know, I'm not trying by any means to condemn you, but you know, look at where you are compared compared to Christ. You know, look at where you are compared mm-hmm. to to where you first were in Christ. There's a, you know, when when Jesus is speaking to the church in Ephesus in Revelation, you know, he says, "You've gotten lukewarm." You know, your works were like this before, but mm-hmm. but now you you know you've kind of you kind of stopped. And I think, you know, that's that's how we should address a lot of people who who kind of slip away from Christ. And mm-hmm. it's, you know. It happens to everybody. I, th- I think everybody goes to that period of sin where they, they feel separated from God, and we just, you know, we need that call back to repentance. You know, uh, in Revelation it says, remember the love you had at first. We can't forget, that's you know, good. Yeah, like, that's good. we can't forget and so where Christ reminding is. Reminding people, that's, that's a major thing, um, reminding people what Christ has done for them and what he can do for them now. Um, that's something that you always need to think, uh, or, or you need to get into a mindset where um, you know what Christ has done for you. You know what he's doing now. And although you don't know what he's going to do in the future, you're trusting in him because you're not leaning on your own intellectual mindset. You're leaning on um, the fact that he knows what he's doing. Uh, and that, that comes with faith. Uh, but now I will say this. Once you enter the presence of God, and that's why me and Josh are here on this podcast because we have encountered the presence of God and we know there's nothing, absolutely nothing. There's no sin. Um, there's no person, relationship, uh, worldly pleasure. There's nothing that can compare to being in the presence of God. And so with that being said, whenever someone, when you have an opportunity to, to show Christ, once you've experienced, like truly experienced um, being in the presence of Christ and you know what it's like, it would be so selfish of you to not want other people to experience that because you know once they experience that if they if if it's someone who's never um truly had a fire for Christ and you can be the one to show them first off what it's like to have a fire meaning you have to maintain your relationship with God to show them what it's like to have self discipline you have to maintain your fire in order to keep it um just like any other fire um and so when you have the opportunity to show someone how great the presence of God is and you encourage them to do that once they walk in it, if we're being completely honest, that's going to be the best thing they can experience. And so 
What happens whenever you experience the greatest thing you can possibly ever experience? You're going to want more. You're going to want more of it. Right. And then you're going to want to share it just like we're doing right now. Right. So it, it's a very important thing to, first off, encounter the presence of God. So if you're in this podcast, you're listening, and you've never encountered encountered His presence, I can promise you, and Josh can agree, there is absolutely nothing better than being able to um, encounter the presence of God. On the way up here, I was praying, and I was not praying for blessings. I was not praying for for God to to um, even bless me financially. I was not praying. Not that it's bad to to pray for God to bless you, but I was not in that moment. I was not praying for blessings. The only thing that I was praying for was for the presence of God and for Him to to show up more in my life. Well, actually, I take that back. For me to walk into his, his presence is always available unto us we just have to walk in it right we have man. to accept it amen um i'm so excited for for the youth like especially here at our church but mm-hmm. in general you know um i'm seeing a lot of growth everywhere you know people are hungry for something especially kids our age you know some that have had a taste of the world and and they're looking for something more because the world can only satisfy mm-hmm. so much and the only that's, thing that's good. That's a good point you just made. Right. The world can only satisfy so much. That's so right. good. And then you're going to be left with something empty. And and you know, there's that spot that that you know cross shaped hole in your heart that people don't really know where to fill it, and they try everything. But um, a, a good thing that I was just thinking of while you were just talking, you know, um, is is being an example. You know, when somebody sees that you have Christ, somebody sees a life that you're living in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, it, it kind of draws them, it, you know, it says to them, Hey, you know, they have something, they're living like Christ. And it's not easy for me. It is not easy to be an example because I sin. And, um, but taking that leadership position calls, calls for us to be ready to, you know, step in that Step walk with the Lord, basically, mm-hmm. like what you just said, you know, walking with Christ. And um, I think that's a that's a place where a lot of people struggle is getting up each day and walking with Christ. And it's it's not because they're not willing or it's not because, you know, they don't want to. It's just because it's it's hard when the world has got you gripped and the things of this world are so much so much more tangible, I mean, mm-hmm. than than the things of Christ. You know, um, our friends. You know, people that people that distract us. You know, that the it happens. It happens. But um, calling people back to Christ, like like we said, is is important. There was another thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, division in the church. You know, that's one of the things that I was thinking about earlier. Um, there's so much division, and I think it's because people want the truth, and a lot of people aren't, you know, giving it in love. And so, like, one of the biggest arguments that I, I you know, I've seen just, mm-hmm. just by the conduct of people is, you know, some people believe once saved, always saved is, is heresy, and then others believe once saved, always saved is the way to go. And... um I'm just going to say this. My stance on that is once you are bought with a price, when you are saved, when the Holy Spirit has come to live in your heart, there's nothing that can take you out of Christ. If you could lose your salvation, you would lose it. Right. And and all of us would lose it. There's there's no point in time where we will lose our salvation. Right. Absolutely. But 
at the same time, that doesn't make it, you know, that doesn't make an excuse. It's mm-hmm. not saying, okay, you're saved. You can go sin now. And uh, that's, that's like for a lot of, I know for a lot of Baptist churches, that's where they get most of their criticism is because, you know, a lot of people are so quick to get saved and then dip out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, that's, that's one of the places where um, we're called to, to spread the truth and love more frequently is because a lot of people, you know, end up in sin and, you know, the mind is like, Christ will forgive me, which he will. But are you walking with him at all? You right. Know? That's, and that is, that goes so much to um, encouraging them, especially if they're right. saved. Because if you, if someone, let's say Josh is starting to fall into sin and he's, he's getting out of church, he's, he's not praying, he's not reading the word of God like he should be. And I'm noticing it. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go to Josh and be like, look, dude, this is this is ridiculous. You've already experienced the presence of God. There's no reason you should be living this way. No, I'm not going to go that because route. Because you know that this life I'm is not gonna, hard. I mean, I'm sin not, happens, right? right. So I'm going to go to Josh. I'm going to say, look, dude, I believe that you were anointed. Christ has something so amazing for you. I've seen the Lord work through you. I've seen uh, that anointing that you have. I've seen uh, you walk in the gifts that God has blessed you with. I've seen you walk in um, and, and, and serve him with everything. I would encourage him with what I've seen versus condemn him. He already has enough condemnation from Satan. He doesn't need any more of that. He needs some encouragement. So when you see someone that is beginning to fall into sin or beginning, or let's say someone in the church is beginning to, because that's what we're talking about, you see someone that is starting to uh, walk away from, from what Christ has for them, encourage them to walk in their purpose, to walk in their identity. Um, because whatever the, whatever route they're going on that's not um, the route that Christ has, the narrow road that Christ has made for them, it's just going to lead to more condemnation, more shame, more sin. And so you you being called from Christ have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You have, basically you've got to hold people accountable, but don't right. do it so much that it turns, accountability turns into condemnation. Right. You have got to understand the balance between condemnation or the difference between condemnation and Accountability. Um, account- accountability. Right. Um, one of the things that I was going to say was, you know, there there are lyrics to a song that I listen to. And the song is literally, like the title of the song is literally Accountable. It's by Caleb Gordon. Did you send me that? I think I did. I'm sure you I might have. To it, probably posted it somewhere. But it's a good song. And, and part of it says, you know, we made a decision to switch up the way we were living. Not saying you're perfect because nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. But... We're on a mission. He told you your purpose. Mm. Um, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, speaking the truth out of love, telling somebody, you know, calling them out for their sin, holding them accountable requires love. Right. You know, if I fully believe what I believe, if I fully believe that walking with Christ is the right way, if I fully believe that, that somebody who slips and falls in sin needs to come back to Christ, then why wouldn't I call them back mm. to Christ? Why right. would I just Absolutely. Right. Why would I just leave it there? Or somebody who's not even saved at all. If I if I believe that I am am going to heaven, if I believe that I am walking in a relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and this is the best thing that I can do and I've experienced it, why would I not oh, tell somebody? Yes. You know, and uh, I think a lot of people, you know, including myself at times, mm-hmm. get get a little bit hurt when um, my my sin is pointed out in a way, and I think. 
one hundred percent all you know all the times that I've been called out or all the times that I've called somebody else out there's always that that gray area that I could have done better I could have you know either been more loving with it or mm-hmm. included more truth because there's sometimes you know that I am scared to offend somebody and I just you know I'm just like right. oh yeah you know um just pray about it and I'm not you know I'm, giving them I'm, the whole there's a saying that, that people say I'm sure you've heard it's popular saying the truth hurts right if the truth should not hurt. Right. Man. We should, our intention behind it should not be to give truth that hurts. You know, most of the time when people say truth hurts, it's a negative truth. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> and, and the truth of the gospel is such a positive truth, man. It's, exactly. You know, it's not that you're, you're, you're horrible for, for sinning. Because everybody does. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul, you know, he writes in Romans 6. Um, I'm going to flip there. Romans 7, my bad. He writes... Um, for I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one that does it, but it is the sin that lives in me. So I discover this law. When I want to do what is good, evil is present with me. For the inner self wait, for in my inner self I delight in God's law. Man, if if we delight in God's law, if if what comes from our heart, if what is in the very depths of our heart delights in mm-hmm. in Christ, then we're gonna need somebody to to pull us back to Christ. Because I know I fly off the handle all the time. Even today, I had a very bad outburst of anger, you know, and uh, just through coming to church, just being around some of the people. Uh, you know, I asked them to pray for me, and they inquired a little bit more, and it was it was great because we did. Showed you love, right? And it encouraged you. Right, it encouraged you to go back, not and, not continue to walk in anger, but to begin walking right into what Christ has called you. To and do. that's the same thing with any sin. Mm-hmm. You know, whether like say I were to go off and and go into this bad drinking, you know, habit, and somebody were to, you know, one of my friends were to see me, would they just let me do that? If they really cared about me, absolutely you know, not. No, Mm-mm. they're gonna they're gonna call me back and be like, "Hey, hey, bro, you know, man, I miss you." Right. And I think I think you know one of the things that stood out to me from just tonight's Bible study was some people need, you know, to to approach you first. Um, one of the things that I never thought about was, you know, oh well, you know, they're sinning. I've gotta gotta let them know. But some sometimes they need that time. And uh, that's, that's something that's hard to come to grips with because, you know, you don't know if somebody's going to pass away or what, right. you know. But um, sometimes somebody needs to, to realize the severity of their sin on their own and come to a place where they're open to to receive the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, the truth has always been good. You know, Christ will always accept you with open arms and he will restore you. All you've got to do is chase that, you know. I think a lot of people end up falling in sin and staying in sin because they believe that that going back to Christ is too hard. It takes too much work. And honestly, following Christ is hard. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. But it's very simple, though. It's, it's hard. Simple. My buddy Josh right. Clayton, that's what he said. He wrote a devotion said, um, it's not easy to follow Christ, but it is very simple. Right. And it is. It's He's very made simple. it so simple for us. Um one thing, if you truly want to love people the way that Christ does, you're going to have, this is a major prayer that you need to start praying and expect to receive this prayer because God's going to answer it when you pray it. 
you say, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Mm, if you I was see, literally thinking the, about that the other day. If this the is Lord, crazy. The Lord, his heart breaks whenever he sees someone walking in um, sexual impurity or sees someone walking in anger or even sees someone walking away from him. If you're, if you're in this podcast and you're walking mm. away from Christ, um, that breaks his heart. He is not mad at you. He is mad about you because he wants to have that um, close relationship with you. He he hates to see that the world is um, taking you away from him because that's how much he loves you. And so that discouragement that you may feel, that condemnation, condemnation that you may be receiving from the enemy, um, realize that that's all to keep you away from Christ. Right. Tool or, or uh, shame is a used. Uh, it's a tool used by the enemy to keep you where you're at. Grace is a gift from God to launch you forward in new beginnings, to launch you forward in your calling, in your identity. And going back to what Josh, I read it down here. Josh was talking about uh, voids and whatnot somewhere in this podcast. I don't know if you said the word void, but gray Christ, area. gray area. Christ <laughs> has made everyone that's on this earth has a void that only Christ can fill. Everyone. And so when you realize that people aren't living with Christ, no matter how happy they look, there's something empty inside of them. All right, man. Some of the some of the happiest people. You know, you you look on social media or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they do seem happy. And you know, if if we were to really meet these people and have a have a close relationship with them, I I think that we would see. You know, behind the scenes, right? Yep. Behind the scenes, you know, looking behind the scenes in anybody's life, you'll see, you'll see stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, but when you're with your close friends, like you know, um, probably some of my closest friends are the people in our youth, the people that I, that I chase God with. And it's so easy to, to get into a place where, where you feel like you have no hope uh-huh. or, you know, like when, when you're far in sin, you were depressed. There's, there's like when you were far in sin and you realize how far you are, you're it's, depressed. It's just bad. I can't even it, explain the feeling. Right. It's, it's a bad feeling. It's so bad. And I think God allows us grace so that we can, get up and chase after him yep. you know not so that we can get up and sin again you know not so that we can we can think oh well he's just going to forgive me so i'm going to you know that's 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 abusing god's grace that is that is possible to very abuse. dangerous it's very dangerous very dangerous but when when we use his grace and realize you know man he's still there he hasn't moved i have <laughs> you know when we get up and, and, and run back to christ that is that's what His grace is. God for. loves and listen to this. What I'm about to say, I'm going to put this in a perspective for you to receive it. God loves to forgive you more than you love to sin. Mm. You think about how much you love to sin. God loves to forgive you more than you love to sin. Ten times more. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of times more. Man, you know, um, for a long time in my in my walk with Christ, His forgiveness was something that I couldn't fathom. You know, um, I'd sin. And I'd be so hard on myself. I'd be like, man, like, how am I going to get back to where I was? You know, because there's no it's way. so discouraging. For, right. It's like, you know, how, how can he forgive me for the things I've done? You know, because mm-hmm. I can't, for, you know, if somebody, I, 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 I picture my relationship with Christ like this, like a marriage almost. You know, we are married to Christ. If, if it was a worldly relationship, even, even the most godly couple with Christ in the center, you can only do so much before that other person is kind of like, man, this might not work, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, every time we sin, it's kind of like we are cheating on Christ. And it devastates you to the core. If, now, if it don't devastate you, it's probably... Probably a sign. You might need to check yourself. But, um, yeah. 
you know, like, imagine you were in this relationship and, and, and you've cheated on your significant other and, you know, it, it doesn't hit you for the first couple of days and then all of a sudden just bam, mm-hmm. dang, that's the person that I love. And I just chose this over them, you know. I just chose whatever After it was. After all he's over done them. for you, right. you chose. Man. That's what gets me. Somebody that I shouldn't even be married to, dog. Like, <laughs> out of my league for show, for show. You know, um, it, it, it hits different when you think of it like that. Mm-hmm. But man, Christ is the, the ultimate comparison to a husband in the sense that he would do anything to get you back. He would do anything he would go to any length to 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 have you again because so to him we are we are his most valuable possession literally like the That's bible so the bible calls the church the bride of christ mm. he's only come waiting on. for the day that we could come home to him mm. right and um it's it's so good to think about like that because also in our walks with christ we can think of ourselves as Somebody who looks at Christ either as a husband or a father, you know. If my dad loves me that much, why would I why would I willingly hurt him? Why would I willingly go against his back? And it keeps you from sin. And sure you're gonna sin. There's there's not gonna be a point in life where you don't. But absolutely. Not not on this side of heaven will we get to that point nope. where we're just enlightened and never sin again. And that was something I had to come to grips with, but you know, it doesn't. Prove. That's that's his way of also through that he is able to truly show us how much he loves us. Because if we didn't sin, you know, we'd still see the love of Christ, but we wouldn't be able to see it the way we do when we do sin. Right? Like, oh my gosh, that's know? so profound. You know, yeah, like what you're saying. You know, imagine if if the point after we got saved, we were just perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't even need to go to him anymore. At that no, point. we wouldn't. We would just live life. Really? We wouldn't need a father. We wouldn't need a a a husband ready to to come back and and you know mm-hmm. like I think that's why the story of Hosea was just so profound. You know, Hosea's wife forgot her name. I'm so sorry. Gomer was that it? I'm pretty sure it was Gomer. We'll go with it. It was it was a weird <laughs> name like that. I'm I'm gonna say Gomer. Um, she. You know, she ran away from Hosea. She was a prostitute that God told Hosea to marry. And then he did. And, you know, they had a child together. Then they had like two more. And the second child's name was literally not mine because it wasn't his. You know, like uh, the child's name meant not my people because it wasn't his. Mm -hmm. She had cheated on him. And then she sold herself into slavery Mm. to, to become a prostitute yet again. And, you know, reading the story of Hosea, you know, we're like, why would somebody do that? Why would somebody... <laughs> You're making a good point. Right. I like the word like, yeah, like, why would somebody, you know, go back to what they did? But then we realize we do that all the time. Dude, that's good. <laughs> then we realize, you know, we you do got that me all excited. The time. That's good. Right. <laughs> and um, it, it's so good to to realize why God did that. He did that to show... You know, that was like a real-life scenario. I can't imagine what Hosea felt like because if I had married a, a girl and she had gone off and did that, I would be like, y'all can have her. I'm sorry. Like, after that first child and then not my people, I'd be like, yep, she ain't my people neither. Like, y'all can have her. But that's not where Christ leaves us, Mm-mm. you know? And I think one of the biggest parts of his plan are, are us as believers, us as a community of believers calling yes. each other. 
mm-hmm. calling each other out, not in a bad way, right? But but helping you recognize where you are, and and helping you realize that Christ is there and He wants you to come back to Him. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're we're trying to make each other perfect because none of us will be. But when you get so far in the sin that you can't see the shore, man. If Hayden, you've got to watch it with me, but it's it's called uh, there's a there's a a film. I think it was on Amazon. It was called I'm pretty sure it was called The Heart of Man. It was great, but there's an illust- there's an illustration in this uh, in this film, and uh, you know this guy, you know he starts out Christ. It, there's an old man who's supposed to represent God. He carves his piano, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not piano. What? What am I talking about? A violin, <laughs> a violin out of wood, and he he hands it to his son, mm-hmm. and you know, this guy has a violin himself. So they play together, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful you know violin duet, and so they're just playing. And he grows up, he gets older, and you know, uh, they go to the. They're on this island, by the way. This mm-hmm. really beautiful, like lustrous island. There are no houses, nothing. They're just like, you know, every day. And there are like other people there, and I think it's supposed to represent you know just the world, mm-hmm. right? And as this guy's growing up, he's he's playing this violin. They're in a duet. He's in tune with his father, right? Mm. And then as he gets older, you know, he starts, you know, when they're at the dinner table. Because it's just this big old long table on this cliff on the island. And you're, like, looking over the ocean. It's it's a pretty cool film. But he's looking at this girl, you know. And, and you can tell that he wants to say something to her. You can tell that he wants to talk to her, but he doesn't. And so he goes off on his own, and he's, you know, playing the violin by himself. And it's, it's, a, it's a somber tune. He's sad, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that, that, you know, relates to us of how we can get discouraged in the world. And that leads us to sin. Because the next thing this guy does is he hears a voice coming from a faraway island, you know. And I think that island was there to represent sin. Um, this guy, you know, he, he follows that voice until he's at the edge of the cliff where they're eating dinner. And, you know, and this was a cool scene because the father's walking behind him playing the violin as loud as he can. And mm-hmm. he's not going to reach there and grab the son and, you know, right. turn him around. He's going to let the son do what he pleases. And the son drops the mm-hmm. violin into the ocean, breaks in the rocks. And the son himself falls in, you know, and he wakes up the next day on that faraway island. The The voice that was calling to him got to him. He wakes up on this island and he's following this voice. And it's the voice of the girl that he was looking at. And he mm-hmm. follows it until he ends up in this, you know, like waterfall oasis thing and he's you know the the girl's there and he goes in and you know you can she's probably naked but you can't really tell because it's a film and it's it's a good film mm-hmm. and um you know he's going there and as he gets closer he gets closer and, you know they're they're swimming together and it's what he wanted and he leans in to kiss her and then he opens his eyes and realizes that she's a corpse he realizes that he realizes that what he went there for was not it he you know he he's like dude this is a dead body like he throws that thing off he you know he gets out of the water he starts running and the whole island that looks so illustrious to him is decayed there are like dead animals everywhere there are like maggots everywhere and he's trying his best to get off this island man and then he gets knocked out by this unknown person who i think represented the devil and this this unknown person puts the sun in this in this cave you know and he defiles him you there you you can't really tell what's going on but you know that that the son is not he's he's being defiled he's kept in the dark but what do we see in the next scene that father traveled all the way there and he's you know he's cutting down you know stuff with a machete he's 
breaking away and he finds you know he has this hammer like old dude the person playing this guy's an old dude mm-hmm. but he's got this hammer and he starts breaking down the stone wall and when the light gets through the the darkness the guy who's in the darkness defiling the sun can't stand it you know he runs and the father grabs his son and brings him back to the original island and he and he cleans him off and and he you know wraps his wounds mm-hmm. and builds him a new violin and i thought it was so cool because they start playing that same duet wow. again and so the last scene you know they're they're back at you know they're back at the dinner table and the guy's looking at the the real girl because mm-hmm. the, the other thing at the island was a figment of his imagination that was all the sin that yep. he could have thought of and you know the 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 father the guy that's supposed to represent god kind of gives him a nudge he's like hey go talk to her you know and i think that was just a great representation of how how we can get so far from Christ. We can end up on that faraway island. Mm-hmm. And God is going to do whatever he can to reach us. Absolutely. Even if it's through people. Right. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that most of the time he uses other people to do that. Oh, dude, speaking of that, um, I'm just going to say this might be a little bit off topic. But anyway, so there's this analogy. That there, There's this guy in the ocean and someone came to help him. And this, this, is, this, is, could, this could be referencing people who... Um, you have people that are holding you accountable and you have Christ trying to reach out to you and you're just ignoring it. You're grieving the spirit and you're, you're being, uh, you're taking everything as an offense when people try and hold, when brothers and sisters try and hold you accountable. But there's this guy in this ocean and this boat, he's in the middle of the ocean, right? Stranded. And, and, uh, this boat comes by and he's like, Hey, do you need help getting to shore? The guy's like, no, I'm okay. And then this jet ski comes by and jet ski says, uh, or the guy on the jet ski says, do you need help getting back to shore? And the guy, again, he says, nope, I'm okay. I'm good. God's going to help me. Third guy comes uh, and says, do you need help getting back to shore? The guy says, no. The guy in the ocean ended up dying, and he gets to heaven, and he's like, God, why did you not help me? And God's like, I sent three people. Mm. Sent three people, and wow. you, you ignored. So that's why we do not need to ignore, and that's why we need to have fellowship with brothers and sisters right. um, because they will be there to help us whenever we are because we're going to fall short, and right. we're going to get discouraged by right. it. Most right. of the time, when we when we realize how far we have fallen, you know, it's it's almost so, like so discouraged. Right, you have got to come out. If you're in a place where you're in that much discouragement and you're in this pit, you need to realize that you must first come out of an agreement with a lie. That's what happens. You start getting into an agreement with lies, and you start believing what the enemy is telling you. You start believing what your own mind is telling you versus what the Word of God says, and that's why it says to not to uh, lean not on thine own understanding, because Christ knew who. He knew we were going to lean on our own understanding. He knew that we were going to trust our emotions at times, um, trust what the enemy is telling us. That's why the book, you got to have knowledge. You have got to read it, trust it, believe in it, and most importantly, submit it in your life. Mm. Amen. You know, man, the, the the next few podcasts that we have, you know, the, the ones from here to the end are going to have, you know, uh, certain certain places of scripture picked out specifically right. for them. This was kind of uh, on a limb. Yeah, tonight was just you know, since our last podcast didn't air, we felt like we should get something out. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, showing what our mission is and and uh, what we're gonna do from here on. But uh, I think this is a good place to end it. You know, right. yeah. um, I'm gonna pray real quick. I'm gonna pray for people that that either want to to have that accountability, be more accountable, or I pray that. Pray for the people that need that mm-hmm. accountability, who feel themselves, you know, slipping, going yes. to that faraway island just to come back to Christ. 
So we're going to pray real quick, and then uh, that'll be the end of the podcast. Lord, I just I just pray for, for this message that we're going to put out there, Lord. Um, I pray that, that you've broken through our words, Lord, and, and broken into somebody's heart, Lord. Um, I pray that that people who are who are drifting from you, Lord, would realize that there's a call to Christ and realize that the people who are trying to call them to Christ are, are doing it out of a way of love, mm, Lord. Um, I pray that the people that you have prepared to call others to Christ are, are learning to do it out of love and truth, speaking the truth in love, Lord. That's what it's all about. Um, I, I thank you for your grace, Lord, that you do not leave us where we are, that you would do mm. anything and go through any means to, to meet us, Lord. Um, and in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Man, uh, this was our first little session. It was really fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, you know, our name is Wildfire just because we, we hope that this catches and spreads like wildfire among the youth of our nation. And, uh, without further ado, let's end it. All right.